Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for March 13th, 2007. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined as always by our Orlando team, including Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In this week's show, we'll tell you about the top news stories on the Diz, including news about SeaWorld's new water park, Aquatica, as well as our interviews with two SeaWorld executives talking about the new park. I'll also tell you my thoughts after a recent visit to Universal's Hard Rock Hotel, and Kevin Close will give his review of the Plaza Restaurant at the Magic Kingdom, all that plus roundtable rapid fire and listener emails on this edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. All right, starting right off with the news, since we have a lot to cover today. In a follow-up to last week's news story about Disney's plans for a new resort area in Orlando, the Orlando Business Journal is reporting that Disney's latest announcement has struck a note of fear into hotels along Highway 192, with some suggesting that the new expansion could force some of these hotels out of business. Part of Disney's proposed expansion beyond the addition of the Four Seasons Resort is to add between four and 5,000 moderately priced hotel rooms near the west side of Disney property. When Disney opened its all-star resorts in 1994 and the Pop Century Resorts in 2003, there were several smaller hotels that were forced to lower their rates to compete, and some of them ended up going out of business. Now, personally, I think the addition of moderate to lower-priced, value-priced resorts in that area is a very good thing, because if you've been down Highway 192 recently, there's a lot of seedy, seedy hotels. Yeah, but they didn't start out that way. No, they didn't start out. Well, some of them did. <laughs> well, the majority of them didn't. I mean, no one builds a seedy hotel. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what's the theme of this hotel? Uh, let's go seedy. <laughs> but when you've got to compete and you're getting $29 a night, you know. I also think the opposite's true. Look at how much 192 has fixed itself up in the other area yeah. because yeah. of Disney. Right. 192 well, now in the Kissimmee expansion area is absolutely beautiful. Well, this is my point, that um, when Disney does this, every, every time Disney puts another 2000 or 3000 you know, budget-priced, value-priced uh, resorts online, uh, that, that area has to, has to respond somehow to try and, and maintain its, just to maintain its market share, not even to grow its market share. And which I think what you're going to see happen is some of these seedier properties are going to go by the wayside, leaving the better properties. And as, as, as happened with All-Stars and Pop Century, it forces those price points into a very competitive place. You can't get away with charging $100 a night on Highway 192 like you used to be able to do um, because people can go over to the All-Stars and right. you know, get, a, get, a, get a lead-in rate of $79. So it forces these hotels. I mean, it does put the mom and pops. The mom and pops are the ones that pay the price. The hotel chains, the big chains, the Holiday Inns, those guys, they can kind of absorb it um, and compete. But the mom and pops really are the ones that have the problem. And it's kind of a shame to see them go. But at the same time, I think a lot of your seedier properties on 192 are the mom and pop shops. I'm not saying all of them are. I'm just saying that I think you're more likely to find the seedier or less desirable hotel properties on 192 or independently owned. These aren't, <clears throat> excuse me, these aren't actually Disney hotels they're building either. Uh, I understand they're going to be branded chain hotels. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to be able to stay at the Disney Motel 6. And also that, I also read that story, uh, if I'm reading it correctly, they're going to sell the land. Yeah, they're going to unincorporate exactly. the land from the uh, Reedy, Creek. Reedy Creek back into Orlando. Exactly, or, yeah. And, but you know, That's so they don't have to deal with the uh, licensing and all the getting the permits and everything. 
it's going to be a very interesting development. We're going to see what happens. I don't think Disney can support another 5,000 hotel rooms by itself. It can't fill its hotel rooms now. Well, it can't support its hotel rooms right now in 5, general. 5,000 more hotel rooms is going to be very um, dramatic. It is. It is. And like I said, but I think... I think overall for the for the area for the industry. I mean, at the end of the day, the ones who win are the visitors because they have a wider wider number of choices. Oh yeah, and you have whenever whenever there's more competition, whenever there's more competition, people just get real creative. So we'll see what they do. We'll see what they do with it. Again, you know, like I said last week, the the, the jury's out right now on this whole project. It is such a departure from anything Disney has done before. That it's really hard to judge it one way or the other. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What does it mean to the other resorts? What does it mean to Disney as a whole? Until we really know more about exactly what they're doing as these announcements come out, then we can start to maybe piece some of that together. I mean, on our discussion boards, there's some some very interesting threads right now about a lot of the decisions being made at Disney, and you know, those who think these are good thing, good, good ideas, and those who think they're not such good ideas. I think anytime Disney builds something new, it's good. It, it brings people in. It, it's just something new to see. However, I, I'm not crazy about the idea that they're selling off chunks of land. Well, that's my opinion. They're selling off chunks of land to a controlled party that you know what's going to happen to that land. They've already approved what's happening to the land. So it, they're in like control of What's no, yeah. Happen? Well, Disney does nothing so, without having complete so control over like, it. So, yeah, they're not going to build a Walmart. Next but to you know, downtown, my point, Disney. my point is that you know, Disney having complete control over anything right now, in my opinion, is not necessarily a good thing because they've made some really bad decisions. They've made some really, really bad decisions, particularly and specifically with their, uh, you know, with, with, with some with some of their their current business policies. Um, I'm not going to get off on a rant about that, but you know. It used to be a given that it was a good thing if Disney, if Disney was in control of it. For me, right now, yeah, it's either way. That's why I said I I want to reserve judgment on it until I actually see what they, what they do. But one thing I do not need to reserve judgment on, which I think is going to be a huge boon for Orlando, is also our number one story, which is a great segue. Um, SeaWorld announced last week that they will be opening a new theme park just across the street from their current SeaWorld of Orlando park called Aquatica. Aquatica will be part water park, part Discovery Cove, and part SeaWorld. And if the initial plans are any indication, this will most definitely give Disney's water parks a real run for their money. SeaWorld made the announcement at an event synchronized in Orlando that was also broadcast to live locations in uh, London and Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo, Brazil. The 60-acre park will feature landscaping reminiscent of the South Sea Islands, several species of birds and fish, a series of high-intensity water rides, and nearly 80,000 square feet of beachfront. The park's signature attraction will plunge riders under underwater through clear tubes where they will be surrounded by Commerson's, Commerson's Dolphins. I always mess that up. Which, not coincidentally, are black and white and look very similar to Shamu. They're very like, high-energy dolphins. We're going to hear a little bit more about them in a second. Uh, the park will also feature two side-by-side wave pools, two winding rivers, one lazy and one with rapids, uh, and triple drop raft rides, just to name a few. We attended the press event last week, Bob, Corey, and I did, and had an opportunity to talk to a few of SeaWorld's executives to get some more information. And we're going to go ahead and cut to that right now. First, we have Chuck Tompkins, who's the Vice President of Animal Training at SeaWorld, telling us a little bit, little bit about some of the animals featured at Aquatica. 
Well, this water park we built has been really designed around some very unique animals, animals that you would not see anywhere else in the world, really. These commerson dolphins, we have the only species of dolphins found in North America here at SeaWorld of Florida. It's a smaller type of dolphin. It's unlike most dolphins people see around the coast of Florida. These dolphins are much uh, smaller. They're black and white. They're highly energetic animals, and just like the energy of the park. So that's going to be really neat. And you'll be able to actually swim through a tube that goes through their habitat. So you'll be able to see them outside your tube. And people will be able to see as well. You'll be able to go through grottos and these rivers where you'll be able to see thousands of tropical fish swimming through these grottos. You'll be able to see exotic birds that are placed throughout the park. We're going to be walking some of these exotic animals through the park so you'll be able to firsthand be able to touch, hold, and maybe experience some of these animals firsthand. So no other water park in the world is going to be able to give the experience that we can give you through Aquatica. It sounds like it's a lot of a combination of what you do already in SeaWorld, what you do at Discovery Cove, kind of bringing the best of both worlds together a bit. Absolutely, but we have very unique animals over here. Most of the animals you're going to experience over here, you're not going to be able to experience at our uh, SeaWorld Park or Discovery Cove, only here at Aquatica. And how much guest interaction will there be with the animals? Well, for some of the animals, a lot. For some of them, none. The dolphins are just simply going to be you being able to watch them and look at them. But for some of the tropical birds and exotic animals in the park, the ones that we trained to deal with people, they'll be able to handle them and touch them as well. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Chuck. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And I also spoke with Tom Cudahy, who is the vice president of Aquatica, and asked him why they decided to build another water park in Orlando. Now, this is going to be the fourth major water park in Orlando. How do you feel it's going to differentiate itself from what's already here? Well, you know, we we asked ourselves that question when we first started the design of this park. Why another water park? in Orlando, will another water park be successful? Uh, But we did our homework, and all of our research pointed to the fact that Orlando would support another water park if if that water park was unique, offered a completely different experience than the other water parks in Orlando, as well as the other water parks in the country, and if that water park would deliver the same quality experience as SeaWorld. And we've hit the the mark on both counts with, with Aquatica. Now, talk to me about some of the uh, some of the attractions, some of your premier attractions in this park. What's uh, what's it going to have? Well, we've got 16 slides in two wave pools, two very different rivers, uh, children's pool, one of the largest interactive play pools in the country. Uh, the because um, the Commerce and Dolphin display is going to be a very big attraction for us, and then we have two separate separate attractions that go through the Dolphin Lagoon. Our signature attraction will drop riders from a forty. A uh, 42-foot tower, a 42-foot platform, uh, down uh, through tunnels into clear acrylic tubes and immerse them right in the middle of the, the dolphin lagoon for spectacular underwater views of these animals. Our lazy river also will wind guests through the dolphin lagoon uh, for spectacular underwater views as well. So two attractions uh, to, to see the dolphins. That sounds great. Now, uh, this is scheduled to open when? Uh, we're pointing towards March 2008, uh, approximately one year from today. That's some quick construction. Well, uh, we started last May, and we, we have a 19-month construction window. And we are on schedule. Everything is, is going well. Had a great fall with no hurricanes, and, and that certainly certainly helped. But, uh, yeah, everything's going well, and uh, uh, we, we will be able to hit March of, of 2008 for our grand opening. Fantastic. Tim, thank you very much. Thank really you. appreciate it. Thanks. So what do you guys think? I can't wait to go. I'm excited. I'm really excited. And they ha- we have, um, I think we have some pictures going up on the site of the... Uh, 
Yeah, they had a model. They have a, they had a model. Very realistic of the, looking. Yeah, I mean. it was really cool. They had this huge model of, of what the park's going to look like. I read all the literature that he brought home in the folder and looked you, at all the, the crazy little pictures. One of the things that really impressed me um, was that they're guaranteeing that every single guest will have a beach chair. That was such a big thing at Blizzard Beach because, you know, people were they fighting. Fight. Well, you had to get <laughs> in there first thing in the morning to get a chair mm-hmm. and then like And you see them scurrying through the whole park, you know, and throwing towels have, on the first chair they what see. What is it they're going to have? Uh, beach service. Like you have a waiter that comes and waits on you if you want food or drinks, which is yeah. really nice because, you know, I, I've never gotten that except for places like Hard Rock or Castaway. You know. Yeah, they're going to have a lot of beach. A lot of beach. 80,000 square feet of, of Where beach. Where is right? this logistically located compared to the other parks? It is literally right across the street from SeaWorld. So, uh, across and down down a little bit, but it's... Yeah, it's right there. You will you'll you can't on miss it from SeaWorld. Across, like, as on the same side as Discovery? Drive. Oh, okay. No, it's uh, across as in international uh, international, on the International Drive. Right where the roller coaster is, right? Almost from across Kraken, the street. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Kraken, right, yeah. right across the street. And the uh, the two the two wave pools are going to be incredible because one one can be like a high intensity wave pool, and the other one they right, can, yeah, they they, can, they control, can adjust. Yeah, them. they can adjust they, each wave pool. Yeah. They can they can run them simultaneously. They can run them at different intervals. They, they can have run nine different settings. intensity. It's really cool. Yeah, they have two two lazy rivers, and they they're like zero entry level, so they're not like you don't step down into it. It's just kind of like it's, it yeah. eases in, Very which is that's great, great for handicap, people who are handicapped. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, all things considered, um, uh, you know, it's not just another water park, which I thought was really a, an interesting way to do this. It has all the water park elements. But like I said, it kind of brings together some of, that, some of, the, some of those best elements from, uh, from Discovery Cove, uh, you know, with the, with, the, uh, with the interaction and the beachfront and all that stuff, and then some of the, what they do at, at SeaWorld as well. So I, I think it's... I'm excited. About I can't it. wait. No, yeah. I'm, I'm really those, excited. Those water gonna... tubes going through the water there. Kevin, you made a comment earlier about you get to see those dolphins at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the bank deposit ride. <laughs> <laughs> the pneumatic, pneumatic tube ride. <laughs> Did you see him? Did you see him? <laughs> what I think is interesting about SeaWorld is that they're not interested in building hotels. They build attractions, which is very, very interesting. Well, and it seems to work for them. Yeah. They don't. They don't have attendance problems, from what I understand. I could be wrong on that, but they don't seem to have big attendance issues. Not like Universal's having right now. Um, and and they've chosen. Yeah, they've chosen to invest their infrastructure instead in things like this, which. I guess either way you go down I Drive, you know, there's the whole convention area, yeah. which, you know, there's plenty of, plenty of room well, space that is, there. And but that was something that was mentioned quite a yeah. bit. That was something that was mentioned quite a bit during the press event about how this is, um, uh, you know, the, the, the amount of convention space around there and how this is a good thing for, like, spouses uh, of convention or convention goers, something for them to do because it's right there. It's yeah, literally it's, yeah, right in the middle mile. of this. Oh, I was just going to say, the creatures of the deep are something that intrigues everyone, I think, you know, so getting to go to SeaWorld and touch these animals like the stingrays and the dolphins and things like that, and now getting to go and have, like, an actual adventure, like, with inside the water park, you know, that lazy river is something that I really want to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. I think they've got, I think that, you know, if they execute it well, which their if their history is any indication, they do these things very, very well, and they keep it very consistent with their with their charter and their theme. They don't try and overstep and do too much or bring too many you know, disparate ideas into one place. They really stick to the, what they do best because um, Discovery Cove has been a huge hit. And, of course, SeaWorld, I think, is probably one of the most beautiful theme parks, if nothing else. It's one of the most beautiful theme parks in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've redone it, and it, it's really interesting. And I think they're going to hit a home run with this. I think you know? if Especially, 
Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> Especially with the beach area being as large as it is, exactly. now families won't have to travel outside of Orlando to see it, to go to a beach, like and enjoy all the amenities that a beach would offer. You have it yeah. all right there. No sharks. Right, and no sharks. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope not. That would be a horrible way that to would be bad. end a vacation. <laughs> but, it, you know, SeaWorld's the only theme parks in Orlando that have opened up anything since 9-11. They're the only theme park to open up two parks. Well, this will be the second This will be the second park. Well, yeah. yeah so they're being aggressive. So. All right, and that is going to do it for the news this week. We are going to move on to our rapid-fire segment. All right, and we will start this week with the lovely and talented Mrs. Martin. Um, I'm going to talk about Disneyland events. Uh, first, Mother's Day. Um, the, it'll be a Mother's Day brunch held in the Grand Ballroom of the Disneyland Hotel. It's $57 for adults 12 and over and children under 12, 14, 50. It's from 7.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Mother's Day. Um, you can make reservations by calling 1-714-781-DINE. Um, also, Disneyland has a grad night. Um, I visited their web page. Their dates are going to be May 17th, 24th, and 31st, and June 7th, 13th, and 14th. Registration is open. Just visit their website, DisneylandGradNight.com. Great. Mr. Varley. I have something for the Disney princesses. They're going to be opening up another Disney uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, and it's going to be in the Cinderella Castle. Really? Yeah. And uh, so they're adding more space. Well, that's been very popular over yes. at uh, oh, the World you, of Disney. You can't get a reservation over at World of Disney. I think it'll make it better for the little girls at the castle. Oh, right? yeah. I was just going to say, I think it's going to take away downtown Disney's business. I think what's going to happen is no little girl's going to want to get their hair done there. They're going to all gonna want to get done the castle. Yeah. Well, they may not have a choice. <laughs> if they want to get it done at all, they're going to have to choose. Yeah. I, don't think, I, think that, I think the castle one is going to fill up even, even more than the one at downtown that's Disney. That's what I'm saying. But I think it's going to kill it. So, all right, and I've got uh, news on the Universal front. We have launched an online ticket store, a co-branded online ticket store with Universal, where we're offering the uh, two-park unlimited admission uh, pass, the uh, seven-day two-park unlimited admission pass for uh, $86 plus tax. And I'm going to include a link in the show notes to that, but that's a co-branded engine that we're doing with Universal Orlando. Disney has announced some uh, discounts this past week for travel, April 15th through May 23rd. Um, you have to book by April 14th. And it's a discounted uh, room discount from within a package. can be applied to the Magic Your Way package and the Magic Your Way dining package. However, you're going to get money off of the room. Um, there's also a room-only discount associated with that as well for the same travel dates try to take advantage of that now to coincide with that we also understand that southwest airlines is um offering a sale one-way fares 59 dollars to 89 dollars for travel april 24th to june 14th i uh, got a book by march 22nd so if you book a package discounted package and your discounted airfare you can probably put together a nice little vacation great kevin we've heard that the um Haunted Mansion in the Magic Kingdom is going to close for the summer beginning in the beginning of June and going through the middle of September. It's going to be a huge major rehab. So we went yesterday to see the Haunted Mansion and we agree it's time. Well, are we uh, do we have any uh, do we have anything uh, rumor-wise as to what's going on or is 
the rumor mill pretty quiet. I have not heard a single thing about what's going to happen. However, they did this recently with uh, It's a Small World, and while it was fresh and freshened up, they didn't really make any drastic changes. There were some uh, nice additions to it, but it wasn't a drastic change. I think it's just a, uh, it's 36 years old. Yeah. It, it might need a little bit of rehab. I know the soundtrack and the projected faces on the, the, the busts and things like that were a little out of sync. The soundtrack kept cutting off yesterday, so you couldn't hear exactly what was going on. I think it's just time that it gets a an overhaul. Um, I, I know it's wishful thinking, but um, I'm kind of hoping that they're retrofitting this to do what they do out in Disneyland with the Nightmare Before Christmas theme. That would be awesome. That they start in September. They normally start it in late September with their Halloween festivities. It's really something to see. And it runs all through Christmas, and it's unbelievably good. It is, but I really don't want to... I, I'm against it. I don't like the homogenization of Disney. I think that there should be special things in special places. There used to be, when you went to the Magic Kingdom, there were places where you could get specific items and things like that. We were talking about this yesterday with something as simple as drink stirrers. The drink stirrers are just plastic stirrers. At one point, they had the name of the place you were on it. And what's happened is there's been a homogenization. Oh, yeah. You get the same stuff everywhere. I would like to see them have a little bit of specialty. I like the fact that Disneyland has something that Disney World doesn't. And I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. Who The person who doesn't agree with you is Jay Rusulo, the president of Walt Disney well, where is he? Resort. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him it in is, here. Yeah. It, is, it is definitely part of his charter to, you know, with, with Hong Kong Disneyland, with Disneyland Paris, Disneyland in California, and, and Disney World, to make these very cookie cutter. Yeah, and, and I, don't, I, th- I disagree I, with I, that. I disagree with it uh, entirely. I think it is a very bad idea. But it is exactly where they're moving, which is why I think this is what they're going to do. Now, I, if I'm not mistaken, the first time they switched over Disneyland Haunted Mansion to the Nightmare Before Christmas, it, it was down for several months. Uh, now they just bring it down for about a month before they do it because everything's you know, fitted. Everything's already, fitted yeah. already. But um, you know, um, I, I, you want it? Bad. I really do. You I do. really would love it. But I understand exactly what Kevin's saying about the homogenization. And it's kind of one of those, you know, there'll be some things that'll be, oh, cool, we're getting that yeah. too. And then there'll be other things that, oh, come on now. We got you know, we, we don't, don't give that away. We want that. Right. You know? But it's also like the idea of like, well, if it's all going to be the same, why do I have to go someplace else? Yeah. Why do I have to visit Disneyland? I think the, what's raising speculation is that it's down for so long. You would think a rehab where they're just going to clean yeah, it like up a month. would be a yeah. month. I think they're going to add a drop at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like terror of terror. Every or those time. commercial I, dolphins. <laughs> yeah. The Commerson's dolphins. dolphins. I think they're going to add a photo <laughs> Photoshop where you take a picture with the ghost with you in the Riding car. In the car with you. I think somewhere in on the exit they're going to add that to no, it. But see, that's, that's a good idea. But see, that's, that's interesting guess. because the effect is through... One way glass. So, right. how are you going to take a picture of you in the car? Oh, Maybe they'll have real ghosts that I jump just, in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I just come up with the idea. Cast members. Walt. That would be Walt Disney. Would be I'm sorry. Screaming. I also think they're going to add a gift shop. Yeah, it's well, a combination gift shop and the photo photo. Tape. I got to tell you something funny, real quick. We were in the castle in the gift shop in the castle that's going to be turned into Bibbidi Bobby Boutique, and that's one of those places that has those lucite things where they make like Tinkerbell inside yeah, the lucite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
the they little have, sort of ghost figure in the piece of glass. They have one of Walt, and I swear to God, it's like they've captured his soul and put him in this <laughs> <laughs> You can buy Walt's soul for nineteen ninety nine. It's really bizarre. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm sure as uh, the rehab. I'm sure shortly we're going to start hearing some uh, some rumblings if there aren't already some out there about what's going on. So, Mr. Martin. You oh, um, Night of Joy tickets are on sale. Um, Night of Joy features contemporary Christian performers for two nights in September, September 7th and 8th. Um, one night ticket is forty four sixty eight. These are advanced ticket prices. Um, and seventy six sixty three for two nights. The, uh, the, day of the day of the event, if the tickets are available, it'll be like $50.01 for one night. So we, have a, we, have, we also yeah. have the whole list of the performers on there it's an on meal. the website. Fifty dollars in one cent. Yeah, I guess out. it includes tax. Yeah, it's <laughs> it sells out every year. Oh, After yeah. last week, when he sort of blindsided them with "What's that with tax?" Corey's ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready now. He's got a tax calculator right here <laughs> with him. Abacus. <laughs> All right, and that's going to do it for our rapid fire this week. And uh, we will move on to. Uh, actually, I'm going to uh, discuss a little bit about uh, a recent stay I had at. Uh, the Hard Rock, the Hard Rock Hotel, um, over the past weekend. And, uh, you know, it's no secret that um, I'm a pretty big fan of Universal, but when I go in to any of the hotels or any of the theme parks specifically to talk about it either on the site or here on the show, I go in with a certain mindset. You've got to win me over. Um, And I try and put out of my head any previous experiences, good or bad. And uh, I I have to say, I I, I I keep coming back to the same conclusion with the Lowe's Hotels. And I'm going to speak about the hotels in specific right now, separately from the theme parks. Service level at these hotels is out of this world. From from the check-in to the check-out, the experience really was was excellent. First of all, it's a pet-friendly hotel, which I think is great. And I tried bringing Max, and, and for those of you um, uh, listening, uh, Max is my uh, part lab, part chow, pound puppy, and uh, who's not a puppy anymore. He's five years old. But um, Max is always in the room with us while we're recording. As a matter of fact, I'm petting him right now. <laughs> and uh, Max, Max d- did not... Max did not enjoy his vacation at the Hard Rock. <laughs> he was, he was, it was very not, unhappy. It was He's not, a Disney dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not because of anything the Hard Rock did. Um, Max just does not is not comfortable in a strange place without me or someone he knows there with him. So uh, Regina, who was in town last week, uh, she had come over. We were going to go have dinner at the Palms, which is a great restaurant in, over at the Hard Rock. And uh, we brought Max in, and, and you know they brought down uh, they brought brought down his food and all his all the cute little amenities they give for pups. Water and uh, all the, that they, stuff. they bring you wa- two water dishes or, t- or food in a water dish and a nice mat, and they get treats and a toy and. It's all part of your check-in process oh, when you really cool. um, when you get there, and so we laid this stuff down for him. I brought his some stuff from home, his little mat that he likes to lay on, and some of his stuff. Well, we weren't we weren't halfway down the corridor, and howling. I've never heard this dog howl like that. <laughs> and you know, I'm like, okay, well, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we turn around, we're going back to the room. But I felt bad because I wanted to take Regina out for dinner, so I called up to the palm and kind of explained the situation to them. And I told them what we wanted to eat, and they had they had our our, our food brought to us. Wow! Um, and I got to tell you, the food at the Palm is as good if you're eating it in your room as if as you as it is if you're uh, if you're eating it in their restaurant. It was out of this world. So um, obviously that night, I uh, was not going to go to the parks the next day and leave leave Max. 
in that room. I wasn't going to do that to him. And being that I live locally, I have options, thank goodness. So I was able to bring him over to Walter, and, and Walter took care of him for, for the weekend. But uh, my first suggestion to anybody, if you plan on using any of the Lowe's hotels' uh, pet-friendly policy, is that uh, make sure your dog is okay in a strange place without you there. Um, the rest of the dogs on the floor seem to be okay. You know, if somebody walked by, they would, they would bark. But they do take down your cell phone number when you check in so that if your dog is making a lot of noise and disturbing somebody, uh, Yeah, I was get, wondering about that. You if get a phone call. Somebody would have to complain or something. Yeah, well, they, they, they tell you that when you check in, that, that they will call you if, uh, if the dog is making a lot of noise. And what they do with all the pet, uh, if, you have, if you're coming with a pet, they put you down on the first floor, kind of in the back. There's a, a, a separate entrance, an unmarked entrance exit, where you can just take the dog right out and have a nice area to walk, walk the dog in. And, uh, but these are also your, I guess what you would consider your lowest caliber of room in the hotel, um, I guess because that's where the dogs are. and you know These were smoking rooms to, to boot. Um, but I got to tell you, even given the fact that it was what I would consider the lowest caliber of, of room, it was beautiful. Yeah. And one of, the, uh, one of the complaints, I read up on a lot of the complaints that I'd seen on our boards and on some other uh, discussion sites, and one of the big complaints was, uh, you know, some of the furniture was, was worn, the, the, the carpets were worn. Uh, the hotel just underwent a $7 million renovation uh, at the end of last year. I have to tell you, this room was immaculate. It better be seven million dollars. <laughs> yeah, for one not a night. How old is that? <laughs> How old is that hotel? That hotel, I believe, opened in two thousand and I want to say two thousand and three, two thousand and two, two thousand three. And what's that with tax? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like that's a, a lot of money to spend after that amount of time. I give them credit for doing. Well, it. I think I reno. think because they were getting a lot of complaints about uh, some rooms had some rooms were seen prone to flood. Um, I noticed a lot of complaints, not just on our boards but on other boards, about water in the rooms, about uh, soaked carpets because an ice machine would break down and would flood rooms in a certain area. So it looks like they, they've addressed, from what I could tell, they addressed a number of those issues. What I was most impressed with was that the bathroom, honest to goodness, looked like it had never been used. It was immaculate. Yeah. Now, and that speaks a little bit to housekeeping, which is one of the criticisms I do have of the hotel, which while the housekeeping was very good for the most part, they were really inconsistent. The first day I was there, they were there at 8 o'clock in the morning. The second day, they didn't show up at all. I had actually call. I actually had a call star service, which is something all the Lowe's hotels have. If you have any problems at all, you hit the star service button on your phone and you tell them what needs to be done, and they take care of it. They don't make you hunt down fifteen different departments. Um, and we were on our way out to City Walk, and I called Star Service and said, "You know, my room wasn't done." And uh, as we, like five minutes later, we left the room to head to City Walk, and as we were leaving, housekeeping was coming down the hall. So they addressed any problems we had because they had a problem at check-in as well um, with uh, charging privileges on, the co- on, on my card. For some reason, they, they didn't activate it, but making a phone call to the hotel, they took care of that right away. And one of the things they do, which I thought was really neat um, with their charging privileges, is you can set a cap on how much each card in your party, each person in your party can charge to their card. So like if you and your partner, you and your husband or wife want to, uh, you know, have a thousand dollar limit on your card. Those cards will have a thousand dollar limit. But if you only want your kids to have fifty, yeah, 
those cards will only have fifty. That's, that's a, a really good idea. Which yeah. I thought yeah. was a really uh, a really nice uh, a really nice uh, addition. Disney, it's all or nothing. Either you have charging, or you don't have charging. What I also like, you talk about that your your charge card was not working for the room. With a Disney hotel, if you're, there's anything wrong with your card, you got to go back downstairs and stand in that line mm-hmm. with everybody else who's checking in to get anything fixed. So I yeah, think it was nice. Well, what it. they do is um, one of the other complaints that that I've heard, and this is actually a complaint that I have as well, is that they have this bad habit at the Hard Rock. I don't believe this is true at Portofino and Royal Pacific, but the rooms are ready really late in the day. You're not getting into that room much before four usually, that and I think late. this is a, a an inconsistency thing with the housekeeping and. They they gave me a phone number to call, and a, a pin, if I needed to ask for anything or, or inquire about my room. But they took down my phone number and said they would call me when my room was ready, which they didn't. I ended up calling them around three o'clock, and it turned out my room was ready, but they hadn't they hadn't called me. But they give you this number, and if you have any problems or any issues, no matter where you are, uh, and finally. Charging privileges are extended not only inside the hotels but also inside the theme parks and at City Walk. Any place you go, because that wasn't always the case up to that a few room years key ago. becomes very important because it also <laughs> lets you in front of the line. Well, that front of the line access on that room key, which is I think the biggest perk these hotels have, it didn't make a big difference um, this past weekend because the lines weren't that bad, the crowds weren't that right. bad. Like Although islands, of, but island, well, islands of adventure on Sunday. Uh, was was actually pretty hopping. I mean, there was a 45-minute wait for Spider-Man. There was a 40-minute wait for Jurassic Park. So when you start seeing waits of more than 10 minutes, that front-of-the-line access really comes in handy. Mm. But they will. Uh, you can go on the rides as often as you want, although last summer they were experimenting with a policy where during the peak periods they were scanning your card when you came in to a particular attraction and you were only able to ride it once an hour as opposed to just getting off and going right back on again, which makes sense during peak periods. The other thing I want to talk about are uh, the dining options in the hotel and the cost of food. This is something I've noticed is pretty consistent with all the Lowe's hotels. Food quality is really, really good. And some of the complaints that I had read on our boards and, again, other some other sites was the, uh, was the cost of the food. People were complaining about the cost of the food. Now, I don't know where these people are eating. I did not find the food at all ridiculously priced in comparison to what you would expect to pay in any four-star hotel. A full breakfast, they have a great buffet breakfast every morning for fifteen ninety-five plus tax, and that's a bottomless cup of fresh-squeezed orange juice, which wow. is on the menu for $4. If you have a regular breakfast off the menu, it's $4 a glass. If you have the buffet, it's an, it's an endless cup. Um, and the buffet was fantastic, and they'll make anything for you. They'll make, they make Eggs Benedict for you. They'll make all these different omelets for you. Um, it was so, and I, like again, I thought the availability of that food at the kitchen, which is the name of their 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 one restaurant, was was fantastic. The price was great, the quality was great. They also have a small like a quick serve shop that serves Starbucks and little Danishes and pastries and water and all that ice other cream. stuff. Ice cream, yeah, that's a big ice cream parlor. And uh, then of course upstairs in the in the lobby they have the Palm, which is a pretty famous uh, restaurant chain throughout the country. And uh, it's kind of a, a take on Sardi's restaurant, if anybody's ever been to Sardi's. And also Peru. Brown Derby-ish? It's Brown Derby-ish, Sardi's. Yeah. yeah, Brown Derby's probably a better reference, um, where they have a lot of character characters of famous people on the walls. Although I'm looking around the palm, and I'm looking at the characters on the wall, I'm like, who the heck are these people? <laughs> dead. Dead. Yeah, exactly. Dead. But um, 
and again, I found I found the pricing to be very, very, whether it was for lunch, you know, it seemed like the average lunch was about 15 to $20 a person. Average breakfast was going to be about 15 to $20 a person. And depending on where you wanted to eat dinner, um, you know, if you want to eat at the Palm, you better, you have to expect to pay about 50 to $60 a head. I have to say, uh, though, for a family of four, I mean, paying 15 or $20 a head, that's expensive. But you that's, know, for you, it wasn't because you're just one person. Right. No, I'm saying, I'm I saying, mean, though, you know, but that's, but in, in, to be in, consistent, in consistency with what you pay in upscale resorts, uh, that's really. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, they may want to find different options, maybe not eating in the hotel, you know, going off property, like going to Denny's or somewhere. There's you a know. Cracker Barrel across the street. There you go. But I mean, if you <laughs> No, there actually to- isn't. Kevin's joking. There oh. <laughs> Is there a Cracker Barrel across no, the street from the Hard Rock? No, I don't think so. Across from Universal Studios on yeah, Major no. Boulevard? Yeah, not from Hard Rock, but from the Across the street from, itself. Right, yeah. across, right across yeah, uh, Kirkman yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. you got to go down to Kirkman. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. a walk. But I, I think if you look at... You go to City Walk. You well, there is. Yeah, down, down on Kirkman, you have a number of... Uh, a number of properties. That's true of anywhere. That's true of Disney. You, if you want to stay on property, you're going to pay the prices of on property. Yeah. If you go off property, you can right. get cheaper. I mean, I mean that breakfast buffet, fifteen ninety five. You said is fifteen ninety five for a full for all you can eat breakfast. I think buffet, Disney's yeah, like eighteen dollars. Depends on where the, you go. Yeah, Cape May is is up there. Well, the where where where, where I do give them uh, a lot of criticism on pricing is uh, on the cost of parking. Now Disney does not charge you for self parking, and I believe uh, valet parking a day. If you're staying, if you're a resort guest, is ten or eleven dollars. Ten dollars. Ten dollars a day. Oh. Um, self parking at Universal. No, no I'm talking Disney. about Disney. Oh, Disney. I'm sorry. Um, self parking at Universal is twelve dollars plus tax a day. Valet parking eighteen dollars plus tax a day, and the self parking charge I just don't get. I just don't. You, you know why they do that is because these hotels are so close to the theme parks, and you have locals. I've done it. Um, <laughs> sorry, folks. <laughs> um, you know the locals try to go in there, and, that's true, and, and they park and just walk to the walk to City Walk or or whatever. So I, I think they are trying to put a stop to that. But I don't think the guests should have to pay. I think once you check in, right, that should yeah, be waived. Exactly. Yeah, but it's the not. other thing is handicap parking at Disney. If you have a handicap parking sticker, valet parking is free. And th- yeah, I didn't. You know, I did not check on that. At, I don't, it's uh, not free at Universal. Not, we, oh, it's not. Yeah, we were at Universal at um, the Polynesian themed rest uh, hotel. Well, this is. I think I this wasn't. This is exa- uh, an example of one of the uh, the odd scenarios that Universal has going on. Uh, you know, Lowe's runs the hotel. Um, Universal Studios actually owns the check in desk. Another company runs the valet. Um. Another company runs the store, so it's it's kind of it's kind of odd. So you have these you kind of have these little disparities because different companies are running different things. But overall, overall, but what what is good though is even though the, some of these people work for different companies, when they're hired to work at the hotel, all their training and everything is done by the hotel. So there's a consistency of service at least. If there's not so much a consistency in, in, in its pricing, where you get the best deal at the Hard Rock is in the annual pass. I, I did some I did some checking. Um, to buy an annual pass for Universal is $180. First thing, you get 20% off all your meals no matter where you are on property. And you get at least 10% off on your merchandise in most locations. Um, and in some cases, it's 20% off. But I took a look for like May 14th through the 21st in a Bayview room at the Portofino. The standard rate is 329 
Same dates with an annual pass is two twenty four a night. It's over a hundred dollars. So it makes absolute sense in some cases to just buy the annual pass for the purpose of getting the AP rate in the resorts. Do you know if the annual pass rate is available all the time or is it like Disney? Where well, it's, it's like Disney. It's based on availability. Okay. For example, so that's why I wanted to check July 2nd through the 6th, which is an absolutely peak period at the Royal Pacific. It's a 239 night standard rate and a 215 a night annual pass holder rate. So while it's not as big a difference as you got at the Portofino, it's still they give you something. Um, if there's availability, from my experience, if there is any availability, you can get at least 10% off the rack rate with uh, with your annual pass. And that annual pass, I saved probably, I did some shopping too, but uh, I, I saved at least $100 yeah, it, in dining and in merchandise through the... Uh, through using the annual pass. And the annual pass gets you a free parking, too, at, at the garage, That's which is correct. $11 for a, a yeah, parking Yeah, for parking space. at the parks, exactly. So, I mean, so, every time you walk or in Or half-off L.A. Or half-off L.A., yes. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, it's just it, they, have so many, <laughs> they have so many discounts attached to, uh, to their annual pass. But it's... The only place I found where it wasn't wasn't welcome was at uh, Fossil, the Fossil store in CityWalk. Um, they did not offer any any discount, but the Tommy Bahama store next door gave ten percent off. And the yeah. prices, I love Tommy Bahama stuff, and the prices were consistent with what you'd pay in the mall, same price. But I would get ten percent off with my annual pass, so it made it a little less offensive. Just so you know, there's a Fossil outlet at, on International Drive. Oh, is that the... And uh, there's one out at the Lake Buena Vista factory outlet on 535. Uh, the one at, uh, on International Drive, is that the um, which, is that the uh, Prime One, is it called now? No, there's there, most of that is closed until they redo it. But there's a fossil in its... It's in behind Texas Day Brazil. I don't know the oh, name of it. Oh, okay. The, so like near where coaches and all that right. stuff. Gotcha. <laughs> so if you're looking for fossil stuff. <laughs> yeah. Also, from time to time, Universal offers those really good things like... Uh, 18 months for the price of an annual pass oh, yeah. and things like I got, that. I got a two-year last year in May. Was that a Florida resident or was that I just... I got a straight annual pass for two years for the price of one year. And it's like... So yeah, that's a problem. We can't get a straight pass. But, um, <laughs> I can't yeah. even think straight. So now, <laughs> as I said, oh, as I said, the, the service at the hotel was excellent and I was differentiating that necessarily from the service at at the theme parks. Not that the service of the parks was bad. It just really paled in comparison. They weren't nearly as those cast members were not nearly as happy as the people working at, at, at the hotels. The the people at the hotel seem real motivated. They seem real they seem to really enjoy their job. Not so much over at the parks. And there's one other thing I do want to mention before I forget about the hard rock, something I thought that was really cool. We we're sitting out at the pool Saturday afternoon and we were just having some noshes and stuff like that. And we were going to go out for dinner, and this um, this band sets up. They have a stage now right over the pool, and this band, it's their house band called 12 Stone Drive. Mm-hmm. They do all these covers of like you know songs from like the 80s and the 90s. They were out of this world. The entertainment was spectacular. And we enjoyed them so much, we ended up not leaving the pool until about 9 o'clock, 9.30 that night. Wow. And uh, never made it to dinner. Had our dinner out at the pool, and it was—I mean, they were—it re- was really entertaining, and they do a lot of that. They have—we're uh, uh, going to put—I'm going to put it up on the site, but uh, they've got like a movie night 
on Thursdays uh, for kids where they put up a big screen and they play a movie and kids are in the pool. And um, Also, the pool is unreal. Oh, yeah. The pool is beautiful. And it's got this really cool underwater sound system so that you can... I would it. show Jaws. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that would be or fine. Or get some of them dolphins. Get some of those cumbersome dolphins, right? But uh, overall, overall, like I said, from you know, they, they, they put a lot of effort. It's a really well-run hotel. And I had a wonderful experience there, um, a wonderful time. And I can't, uh, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. I it's can't. really hip. They have a lot of uh, memorabilia, like, everywhere. All like, over the place. You know? Yeah. Yeah, memorabilia from, you know, like the last 40 years, 50 oh, yeah. years of rock. Is, is all over. And if you're in your 40s, if you're, if you're a child of the 80s, if you kind of came of age in the 80s. Even you, if you didn't? Well, I'm, I'm, speaking specifically, <laughs> I'm speaking specifically to those of us that did. Um, you're going to find a lot of the music you're hearing, not just in the hotel, but all, even around Universal, I noticed that the music was very much from, from my era. And uh, you know, if I heard... Uh, Wang Chung one more time. Oh God! I was gonna. <laughs> you were gonna, gonna Wang Chung. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it really, uh, really well done. Really well done from start to finish. Um, I have, like I said, my my only. Uh, oh, I did want to mention the pool area, the cabanas. They have these really, really cool cabanas you can rent for the day. Uh, they're a little expensive, one hundred and fifty dollars uh, to rent a cabana for the day. But it's got a television, a telephone. You got your own lounge chairs and. It was really cool. They were really nice looking cabanas, but all the uh, all three, I believe, all three properties uh, offer the cabanas. Kevin's looking at me like, "Oh my god, one hundred and fifty dollars worth of cabanas." Well, Julie was talking about a family before, and now we're talking for a family of four. We're talking sixty dollars for breakfast and sixty dollars for lunch, and now it's one hundred and fifty dollars to rent a cabana. That can get that can add up now. <laughs> and in terms and in terms of the price, yeah, you know, but this is cons- you know, I, it can get expensive. Absolutely, no question about it. You don't need a cabana to hang out at the pool, though. I mean, there's plenty of, of room at the pool to hang out. Um, it's one of those upgrades you can do if you if you have the money and, and want to do it. But if you're going to stay at any deluxe hotel, I don't care where it is, you're going to pay a certain, and that's just what you get at a deluxe hotel. Yep. And what matters is the level of service that's behind it. Are you paying deluxe prices and getting you know, two-star service, or are you paying deluxe prices and getting four-star service? That's where I usually end up having a problem with properties, and in this case, yeah, you're paying you're paying that four star price, but you're also getting four star service. And when you factor in the price you can get the room for, with an annual pass at certain times of the year, there are ways. There are some real ways to save real money on on this vacation versus, you know, the the discounts you get with annual passes at Disney tend to be a little bit more limited. I think these days it's not quite as robust as it used to be. And so I think given that, there are definitely ways to cut, to, to have this experience without paying full rack rate. All in all, I, give, uh, I would give Hard Rock an 8 out of 10 uh, in, terms of, in terms of the experience. So highly recommend it. And we're going to put some information up on the site. I don't know that I'll have it up in time with the show. But uh, in the next couple of weeks, definitely, you're going to see a whole bunch of information on not just Hard Rock, but Universal in general. We're, we're redoing our whole Universal area right now. That's part of the reason I was over there. So that's my review of the Hard Rock. And with that, then, we are going to move on. And uh, Kevin is going to give us his review of the Plaza Restaurant over at the Magic Kingdom. We went to the Magic Kingdom yesterday. We went for a couple of reasons. We wanted to uh, 
right? The Haunted Mansion before it closed for rehab. We also heard that there was a soft opening of the Monsters, Inc. laugh floor. We didn't get to see that. This was a spontaneous trip out, and we decided to have lunch. So we went to the Plaza Restaurant. The Plaza Restaurant, I think it's one of those things that some people don't even know about. If you walk up Main Street towards the castle and you get to the ice cream shop and turn right towards Tomorrowland, it's a small restaurant tucked in right between the ice cream shop and the Tomorrowland Terrace, which is the noodle station at this point. Uh, John went, and he had never been there before, so it was kind of a, a treat. This is one of those places that you cannot make a advanced dining reservation for. It's walk-up only, I believe. And we had lunch in there yesterday. One of the things that struck us was that we keep hearing about Disney having, you know, food that's unhealthy and a way to have a healthier meal. The Plaza Restaurant is great for that. They have sandwiches and salads and things along that line. We had a couple of sandwiches and two cups of soup and two diet sodas. And our check came to $33. Now, again, you're talking about theme park food, so you're paying theme park prices. But we used the Disney dining experience. That's that small card you can buy. Actually, it's a regular size card. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means. Um, It's a... It looks like a credit card, but it gives you 20% off at most restaurants on Disney property. So with our Disney dining experience, our check came to $24 for the two of us. It's only offered to annual pass holders, though, right? No, no anybody, can buy, anybody can buy it. It's, oh. 80, it's $80? It's $80. I, I think it's 85 now. Right. Oh. It used to be uh, you got two cards, you bought it, and you got two separate cards, and now you have to buy, you only get one card for it. But uh, it's 20% off. Most sit-down restaurants at Disney that are Disney-owned and operated, and some of the partner hotels, some of the partner restaurants as well. And some, even some of the uh, counter service offers yeah. discounts. And I got to tell you, we've gotten more than our money's worth out of it. It pays for itself pretty quickly if you're going to eat out a lot. Yeah. Even if you're here for a week, you know, if you're eating in some of the higher-end restaurants. At it, 20%, yeah. Yeah. yeah right, very that, quickly. Right. So we had a club sandwich, and we had a tuna sandwich, and we had a bowl of each of their soups. It was a vegetable barley and a tomato bisque. And I have to tell you, it's a great place to get out of the crowd. It's, uh, I don't want to say it's quiet, but it's a little low-key. There's no reservations to be had, and it's a walk-up thing. I would recommend it to anybody who's looking for a healthy alternative. It's different than burgers and fries and i have to tell you i think the food quality was higher than you would get at most of the counter service places where you could go in and sit down for instance columbia harbor house or Mm -hmm. the tomorrowland terrace or something like that i think it's a great alternative and i think a lot of people don't know about it i think most people overlook it because right when you get to that point of main street you you're so excited you see you see yeah you see the castle you're like do we go right do we go left where we where do we want to start it gets mixed in with the ice cream parlor too sometimes and they see the long line there and they say well forget it yeah it's right alongside the ice cream parlor correct yeah Right. right this is a great place if you're looking for things that are old disney this has been there since the park opened. Correct. And it's still the same uh, Art Nouveau style. It's mm. really, it's incredible. The attention to detail is just beautiful. Now, this was not part of our plan, but we were in the park long enough that we decided to have dinner. And because we hadn't made any advanced dining reservations, again, this was a spontaneous trip to the park, we decided to go to the Tomorrowland Terrace Noodle Station. 
And I have to tell you, when this first opened, I was really high on it. Yeah. I thought it was great. We went the weeks it right. opened. And the food was, you got a lot of food for not a lot of money. And the food quality was very, very high. I have to rescind everything I ever said good about this place. Wow, really? It was yeah. swell. <laughs> well, that's not good, folks. It was bad. I I got something called the chicken noodle bowl, and they should be embarrassed. They really should be calling me and offering me nine, my $9 back. Wow. <laughs> we paid $9 for a California roll, and it's Publix Sushi. Oh. And it's, we eat public sushi a lot. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with it. But However, in Publix, it, it's $4. Exactly. Right. It's was, literally in the same package that oh, you buy no. it in Publix. In Publix it's even got the public, really? They it's even the got the little public stamps on it. Yes. No. Uh, and the little the little green. Uh, the little yeah. green piece of lettuce yeah. or the yeah. little green piece like of grass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you. Amazing. We, we had, uh, John had a Caesar salad with chicken. I had this noodle bowl. Uh, we had uh, the... Sushi and two diet sodas, and the check was thirty four dollars. The bill was thirty four dollars. So it was a dollar more than your lunch. It was and no dining experience. Card. And no dining experience discount. And I have to tell you, it was horrendous. So uh, most of it went in the garbage. Well, keep walking. Walk right to uh, Kate. Walk someplace else. Yeah. It, it, I, I please, if we used to have a review up that said this was good, please understand it's not any longer. Don't waste your time or your money. However. The place that it's in, the architecture is spectacular. You should walk through just to see it. It's old Disney World. Go see the terrazzo floors and the sort of 1970s version of what was modern. Wow. But don't stop. Good place to watch the fireworks, though. Great place to watch the fireworks. Great place to get in out of the heat. They have sort of forced air conditioning. So the tile floor and the, the concrete architecture and the air conditioning, it's yeah. a nice place to nice sit and have a soda. Is, yeah. Just don't buy the food. It's awful. Wow. Wow. Go next door to the plaza. For the same amount of money, you can sit down. You can be waited on. Get a healthy lunch. Yeah. Don't get me and wrong. It, they have banana splits, too. Right. But <laughs> apparently, it's a, much, it's a much better lunch. It's a much better lunch for the same amount of money. Yeah. That's, and that's just so amazing. That two, two venues owned by the same company right next door to each other. 70 feet apart. And the, 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 the quality of the food is so much different. I can't believe they're serving Publix food. There were five of us who had dinner yesterday. And again, it was very off the cuff. Let's go in there and sit down. And five of us looked at each other and went, this is horrendous. This is, as you can qualify as bad park food. I mean, we used to to like that. I mean, the the bowl thing there that you got. One of the things that we tried to do yesterday was we specifically didn't try and get a reservation in either the Crystal Palace or Tony's. I've had some comments in the past that we were only reviewing the high-end places. And I wanted you to know that two people can go in and have lunch for, you know, 30 bucks. And, again, it's simple food. It's simple old-fashioned food. But you could get a decent meal. And we thought it was a healthy healthy alternative. And I keep saying that because it's in the news right now. I don't want to make it sound like we were out on any kind of health kick. But it was good, decent, wholesome food. We swapped out our fries for the soup for like a dollar more. You could swap out the soup for the fries. That's so. good. That's good. And to soup know. and a sandwich. Nice lunch. That's great. Skip the, t- the the noodle place. The noodle place. Unreal. Unreal. Well, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate uh, we appreciate the review. All right, and with that, we are going to move on to listener emails, and I've got a couple of quick ones. First, uh, Raj in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, uh, wrote. I just started listening to you guys, but I have to disagree with you on the spirit of aloha regarding our comments last week about the uh, Polynesian dinner show. 
Uh, yeah, it's not great. It's not a great true experience, but it's still a good time. My wife and I took it over Christmas 2005, and we had a blast. We were seated near the back of the room, but we still got great service, great food, and the show was fun. So I wanted to make sure we mentioned that because we uh, all pretty much agreed we didn't like the spirit of Aloha, but I wanted to well, make sure. I've never that, been, so I really yeah, can't speak either. on it. Right, but well, we also have to remember, these are our opinions. Right. right. It's an opinion. This is all subjective. This right. is all subjective based on the experience we had. You know, it's it's the experience you have when you go could be entirely different. If you think you're going to be inclined to like it, do it. Um, and just take our stuff with a grain of salt and just what we liked or what we didn't like. So yeah. I wanted to make sure, though, since uh, uh, Raj wrote that in, I wanted to make sure we I'm glad they that. enjoyed it. Yeah, so am I. So am I. And uh, also I wanted to uh, – this uh, one email from Lauren in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, just wanted to drop you all a note and let you know what a great job everyone is doing. I've been meaning to write for a while now to say that although I've enjoyed the show very much in the past, I think Julie – is a great addition to we the agree. cast. Oh, we agree. Julie. She's bright Thanks. and funny and has good commentary. <clears throat> I guess sometimes the best talent really is hiding in your own backyard, or in this case, Corey's backyard. <laughs> he doesn't keep me in the backyard. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> when it's sunny. She, she, he, he lets her in the house once in a while. Um, I did want to submit a question that occurs to me from time to time. I've been on the Diz for a little while now, and I guess obviously it's grown from what it used to be in size and scope, and I was wondering about... How you got the idea for the Diz and first put the idea into action and then how it grew into what it is. Um, Lauren, I would need uh, about Hours. three shows uh, <laughs> to go through that. But but the reason I'm mentioning this now is just is by way of saying that uh, the Diz is coming up on its 10th anniversary, June 1st. Uh, we will have been online for 10 full years. That's the WDWinfo.com site. And uh, I'm going to be answering your question in great detail uh, between uh, now and then. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do it, if we're going to break it up into several segments, because it really is a pretty interesting story. I think it is anyway. But uh, it's, uh, it's something that's coming. We're going to have uh, a lot of uh, the history of the Diz and, and how we got started and how it grew and what some of the challenges, I use that word uh, specifically, some of the challenges have been in... Uh, and not only getting it online, but, but keeping it online and, and, and managing the growth. It's been pretty much an, ex- a, 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 an experience in, in trying, just trying to keep up. <laughs> you know, it's, I'd love to tell you that this was a, a grand idea that I, that I hatched 10 years ago. It wasn't. I just had a love of Disney and needed to brush up on my HTML skills for a job I had been assigned with the company I was working for at the time, which was United Parcel Service. And uh, that's kind of how it started. But uh, we will go into a lot more detail on the history of the Diz and some future shows between now and uh, the... I can't believe it's been 10 years. That's John. a big accomplishment in the that's web. That's a long time. That, that's like, yeah, that's like a long time on the web. Because I, I remember when we started, when I, when I started the site, it was... I mean, Epcot.com was still available. I remember specifically Epcot.com was available. And I thought about it. But I was petrified of what Disney would do. I was petrified because we had Disney D- Info. Still do at that time. <laughs> yeah, but we don't use it. No. Um, but uh, you know, we had I had registered Disney Info, and uh, you know, eventually Disney very politely they were never never mean about it. Very politely asked us to kind of step back from using that <laughs> using that name in the URL. But uh, you know, it just I, when I think that ten years has gone by, and I think back to what the site was. Ten years ago, what it is now, I never saw any of this coming. Never saw any of it coming. But none, nonetheless, I'm very proud of what it's turned into, obviously. So 
we will be answering that uh, a lot more in, in future shows. So I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Well, I have one more email. This Please. is from Wendy in Hopewell, New York. Um, she's been to Walt Disney World four times already, and her children are now teenagers, so she wants some advice on what kind of souvenirs to buy for older kids. Not towels, mugs, pens, watches, and jewelry. Those are things they already have. Um, something I would suggest, because you do have teenagers now, I don't know whether they're boys or girls, but um, go to the Virgin Megastore at Westside, downtown Disney. They have tons to offer as far as like rock and roll type of gear, which I know lots of kids are into now. Um, I also thought about maybe magnets. Teenagers have lockers at school, you know, like they, I know lots of kids decorate the inside of their locker. I know that's not something that's gone away. Um, you guys have any other suggestions? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to say Disney for it to right. be a souvenir. So, exactly. I mean, like, you know, when we went to the Virgin um, Mega Store, I mean, they had some really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. Uh, really hip stuff. So, I and mean, also I thought, you House know, House of Blues. Yeah, House yeah. of Blues at the same time. Cirque du Soleil has a store. Also, I thought, though, you know, I know teenage girls and boys are both into decorating their rooms and things like that. So they have great pillows with, like, Tinkerbell, and they're all glittery and stuff like that. Or the blankets with, like, little sayings on them, you know. So there's there also are a, different options. There's a great line of vintage T-shirts that Disney's been oh, putting out. Yeah, they look um, older. Yeah. yeah. And that's real popular right now. One of, my, one of my favorite souvenir stops has always been, I mean, just because I'm a geek, um, the Disney Quest store. Uh, the, st- the store they have oh. attached to Disney Quest. They have some real oh. cute... Get it while it's there. You get it while it's there, exactly. But yeah, they had some real cute away. stuff in there. They have some real cute stuff. And you can find some real neat stuff you really can. in you the west side. To, you just have to look. The whole west side area yeah. um, has some real neat stuff in terms of... Uh, Your Starabilia. Starabilia is down there with some, with some real interesting... Um, There's a Hoi Polloi store. Oh, yeah. Hoi I like There's that. also right. a new... Um, I was just at... I was in a spot at Downtown Disney the other day that I haven't been in a while. I had to go into Virgin Megastore, and there was a store there for the longest time that I couldn't understand how they could pay their rent. They sold high-end guitars. Yeah, that it's still there. No, it's not. It's on the corner. No, no, you're right. It, it's a pop it. art gallery now, yep. and I didn't really have time to explore it the other night because people were waiting for me, but it looked like something that I could spend a couple of minutes looking around. So There's also the, the beachy kind of store on the other side. Uh, downtown Disney, it sells like Roxy and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, Sands, and all that uh, something Sands. I can't think. Oh, of Summer Sands. Sands. Yes, Summer that's Sands. it. I have I have a thing. Have them get a caricature. That's that, a good idea. That's a great idea. I have one you of know, them since I, from 1971. It hangs in my mom's house. I had my one, brother and I had them done. I had one done of Brian and uh, Aaron, and uh, it's cool. Brian was playing as a soccer player. If they have a sport or something mm-hmm. or whatever they were involved in in school. Just tell the person that's doing the caricature. That's hard for me to say. Uh, to to focus on a theme for it, and it's something they'll they'll cherish for the rest of their lives. Right, something they can frame and keep in their room. Yeah, or and mom know, and dad could frame and have. And I know that they do the characters at uh, at the Magic Kingdom. Where else are they doing them? Are they doing them anywhere else? Well, they do them at the contemporary the Beach Club. Beach Club has it. Uh, you see them everywhere. Out by yeah. the pools. Uh, over in. I think, I think every MGM, hotel lobby has it. I think it. MGM has something now. As but long as we're talking about souvenirs, we have to go back to this homogenization. Write to Disney and tell them you don't want to see the same souvenirs in every single store. I do agree with you on that. 
Oh, yeah. We were just talking about the fact that there was a time when if you went to buy something in the Tomorrowland gift shop, which is now the Merchant of Venus, you could buy things that were very specific to that location that you couldn't buy anyplace else in the park. If you went to Liberty Square, they had things that were very specific to Liberty Square. That was what made it great. That was what made it fun. You can now buy the same sweatshirt or the same back scratcher or the same hat in every store in the park. And what's really bothering me is that the souvenirs are co-branded between Disneyland and Disney World. If I'm in Disney World, I don't want to buy something that says Disneyland on it. Right. Again, it's not something that I'm, I don't. It's, I don't dislike Disneyland. This is not that kind of rant. It's just that go to Disneyland. Yeah, well, we, yeah. we noticed that for the. Um, we tried to. My mom. Every year we buy her a, a, a Disney ornament. You know, that with the year on it. And now she wanted one from Walt Disney World, and they all said Disneyland, Disney you. World. Well, it's a cheap way it's out. All, it's all covered under Disney Parks now. It's right. Disney Parks worldwide. And it's yeah. a cheap and tacky way out, and they should stop. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Not that I have any strong feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, yeah, really. Stop being such a blushing you. flower and tell us what you really think. Going back to older kids, I saw a kiosk I've never seen before at Downtown Disney that had accessories for your phone. You could buy a phone oh, holder yeah. you're talking about, and yeah. overlays for your phone. And so. there's iPod accessories oh, yeah. they have there's now. There's tons you, of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a number of places. I mean, if you want, if you really want some unique uh, souvenirs, I think yeah, Disney, the, the West Side uh, is of downtown Disney is a great place to go. And I found something. I'm actually thinking about buying for myself. Don't tell people. I know because everyone's going to have one. Then then you're just going to look like a geek. It is a Mickey head, a silver Mickey head that you can put on your car. And if your car has those sort of silver lettering, it looks like it's been put on your car. Oh, really? I thought it was really cool. I, I couldn't spend the $4. Are you talking about though. the hood ornament? No. <laughs> okay, I'm confused. It looks that like, much bling. You know how it... <laughs> I'm just picturing a Mickey head no, as your hood ornament. Oh, my it's, God. You know the, 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 the Mickey hand. icon, the yeah. t- three circles? It looks like it's made out of the same lettering that you would find on a car. Okay. And it fits next to the... Uh, Is the, it a sticker or a magnet? Yeah, it's okay. like a bumper sticker, okay. but it's, <laughs> it looks, it's me- metallic plastic. Okay. Oh, but cool. it looks like it's... Part of the branding for your car. Very cool. <laughs> that is neat. Yeah, they can come out with, when they want to, they can come out with some really creative merchandise. So we Now hope you just watch and see. There's going to be a Mickey Mouse hood ornament out there. <laughs> yeah, probably is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it'll say Disneyland on it, too. <laughs> I have a correction. Oh, okay. <laughs> the pig poop. <laughs> oh my God. What a way to end a show. Wasn't dropped from a helicopter. I, I, it I was, was just corrected. Spread nope. around by hand? No, nope. <laughs> it wasn't. It was thrown by it the hand. Wasn't hole? pig poop at all? It's actually donkey poop. Okay. And for those listening oh, for the first time, are you serious? Yes, it's donkey poop. They put the donkey in the corral, and they have all these spaces marked off. And when the donkey poops, and if it's your number, you win a prize. So they it's don't like, actually they're feeding the donkey. Oh up. what? They, my yeah, they feed God. the donkey too. They don't drop a pig poop out oh, of a helicopter. Thank you for that correction right before I have lunch. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to, I had to do I an have update. to tell you, this is Claremont, folks, not Orlando. Yeah, that's exactly. That's Claremont. Claremont. <laughs> yeah. For those listening for the first time, you have to listen to last apparently, week's show. And apparently, Claremont is, in fact, the mother-son dating capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Ba-boom. If they have donkey poop <laughs> as part of the lottery process. <laughs> I am it's petrified that that bingo. is within a half hour of my house. Really, when I turn on the TV, it's that girl with the little ping pong balls. So you're telling me there's a donkey picking your lottery numbers? Is that on? 
<laughs> no, that's that's a different lottery. <laughs> and the numbers tonight are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bring the donkey. Fourteen. <laughs> Twenty-two. Oh, no. This is what goes on out in Claremont, folks. This is why. Be very happy the tourist corridor is so protected in this town. Yes. Sorry, guys. I feel better now. Okay. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to close our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. You all have a great week.